0: Isaiah chapter 59 verse 1 Lo, the hand of Jehovah hath not been shortened from saving, nor heavy his ear from hearing. God hears everything we say, and his right arm is strong and it's long. That means that he can do whatever he wants. And his right arm is his son. Jesus has total and complete power over everything. 2. But your iniquities have been separating between you and your God, and your sins have hidden the presence from you, from hearing. He says, I haven't lost any strength. The reason that you can't see me and you don't feel my presence is because of your own sin. 3. For your hands have been polluted with blood, and your fingers with impurity, your lips have spoken falsehood, your tongue perverseness doth mutter. Our hands are polluted with blood when we hate other people. If there's somebody in your life who you detest, you must forgive them, because Jesus considers that the same as murder, and that will put blood on your hands. Also, some of us have blood on our hands because we have financially profited from the pain that other people have gone through. Or maybe we were involved in an abortion or something else that would cause the Lord to see blood on our hands. There could also be blood on your hands if you are running a ministry where you're speaking lies to the donors, and you're telling the donors that their money is going to go to the poor, but you're actually keeping 60-80% to of the money for overhead. Even if you're keeping 20% for overhead, that's a pretty high percentage of stealing from the Lord. There's very few ministries out there that are using the money appropriately. So that creates blood on their hands. It also says your lips have spoken falsehood, and your tongue speaks perversity. Anytime we say something about God that isn't true, it is false and perverse, and there's a lot of sayings in churches about God that are not true. 4. There is none calling in righteousness, and there is none pleading in faithfulness. Trusting on emptiness, and speaking falsehood, conceiving perverseness, and bearing iniquity. In churches, people will say, once saved, always saved. Even if you go to the bar every night, you're still saved because you said the salvation prayer. That's falseness and perversity. Some churches say that if you don't get your miracle, you have no faith, and that is also perversity. The Bible says that faith will cause us to have miracles, but it doesn't say that if we don't get healed or something right away, that we're a faithless person. 5. Eggs of a viper they have hatched, and webs of a spider they weave. Whoso is eating, their eggs doth die, and the crushed hath a viper. When people go into church and receive false doctrine, it's like being poisoned by a spider or a viper. And it will cause them to die spiritually when they believe that poison. Such as, God wants you rich, so you need to give more money to this church, and then God is going to turn you into a millionaire. That's poison that causes people to lose their salvation. So they start obsessing about getting rich, and they just keep getting poorer, both spiritually and financially. 6. Their webs become not a garment. Nor do they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and a deed of violence is in their hands. This is saying that they walk around naked, but this is a metaphor because nakedness in the Bible always represents sin. It is saying that they want to practice sin and that their deeds are of violence. Now violence doesn't have to be punching someone in the face. It can also be malicious gossip and it can be controlling and manipulating others and destroying their lives. Anything that leads another person away from Christ or persecutes them is violence. 7. Their feet to evil do run, and they haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Spoiling and destruction are in their highways. They want to take advantage of people, and sometimes they hurt animals too. This could be outright evil that includes legal murder, but it could also be any time that you're taking financial advantage of somebody because that will destroy them. So if a pastor is taking tons of money from poor little widows and retired people who don't have anything, and then he has this huge salary way beyond what they have, but there's no benevolence fund, or the benevolence fund is just tiny handouts that are given to random members of the public just to look good, then that is spoiling and destruction, because they're robbing the innocent. 8. A way of peace they have not known, and there is no judgment in their paths. Their paths they have made perverse for themselves. No treader in it hath known peace. It says that they don't know the way of peace, which is to repent of our sins and be forgiven and obey the Lord. That is the path of peace. But a lot of times in churches, we're taught the path of worldliness and perversity. We're taught that we can have all we want in the world as long as we proclaim verbally that Jesus is the king of it all. Well, Jesus doesn't want to be the king of our worldly lives. He doesn't want to be Up on the top of the heap of football and your brand new car and all of that stuff. He doesn't want to be on the top of your heap. He wants to be your entire life. And because he's God, the real God, he won't take anything less. 9. Therefore hath judgment been far from us, and righteousness reacheth us not. We wait for light, and lo, darkness, for brightness... In thick darkness we go. Some people say, well, I don't understand why God is doing this. And it never occurs to them that maybe God isn't doing it. Maybe it's their own sin that's causing them to be confused. And they don't know what the Bible says, so they don't have an answer to their problems. And they're like, well, I go to church every Sunday and I still have problems if they would listen to the Lord, they'll realize that their only solution is to repent. 10. We feel like the blind for the wall, yea, as without eyes we feel. We have stumbled at noon, as at twilight, in desolate places, as the dead. It's a metaphor saying that people who live in sin are like people stumbling around in the darkness, who will end up stumbling into a cemetery. They don't know where they're going and it's because they're blind with sin. They have the lifestyle, but they don't have Jesus. Oh, we signed up for the next program that the pastor wants us to go to, and we don't know why Jesus never talks to us. 11. We make a noise as bears, all of us, and as doves we coo sorely. We wait for judgment, and there is none, for salvation, it hath been far from us. Some people go to church and wail and cry, but the Lord won't judge in their favor, and he won't save them, because it's just a lot of noise. Religion can trap us into acting a certain way, but God sees right through it. Twelve, for our transgressions have been multiplied before thee, and our sins have testified against us, for our transgressions are with us, and our iniquities, we have known them. It says we know that we're sinners. We know what we've done. 13. Transgressing and lying against Jehovah and removing from after our God, speaking oppression and apostasy, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. There are a lot of churches that teach apostasy. Apostasy is when you believe that you can sin all you want and you're still in God's family. The Israelites were taught apostasy as well, off and on. Their priests would tell them, Oh, you're children of God, you're Israelites, you're definitely going to heaven, you can have idol worship if you want to. And there are churches today that say, You can do porn, you can go to the bar, we don't want to hear about it, but you're saved because Jesus died for your future sins and you're a Christian. And that's apostasy they're telling people that they can sin and still be in God's family, which isn't true. 14. And removed backward is judgment, and righteousness afar off standeth. For truth hath been feeble in the street, and straightforwardness is not able to enter. And I've been in church lots of times where pastors were encouraging people to watch the Super Bowl knowing that the commercials on the Super Bowl are a sin to look at, because the Bible says not to look on anything that's unclean, and those commercials are unclean. 15. And the truth is lacking, and whoso is turning aside from evil is making himself a spoil, and Jehovah seeth, and it is evil in his eyes, that there is no judgment. This says that people who try to avoid evil in a church that has false religion They become victims. Others will trample on them when they try not to sin. One time I was in a church, and a man confessed that he used to be a prostitute, but Jesus saved him. But that offended people. They did not want to hear that Jesus saved him from prostitution. They wanted him to keep his testimony quiet. So he became a victim because of his testimony. 16. And he seeth that there is no man and is astonished that there is no intercessor, and his own arm giveth salvation to him, and his righteousness it sustaineth him. When the Lord sees that people in the church are becoming victims when they try to follow the Lord, then he will be the intercessor for that person, and he will save that person himself. 17. And he putteth on righteousness as a breastplate, and an helmet of salvation on his head and he putteth on garments of vengeance for clothing, and is covered as with an upper robe with zeal. Jesus himself is clothed in righteousness, salvation, and the vengeance of the Lord, and Jesus himself will get vengeance when other people persecute you. You may not see it with your own eyes, and it may not happen in this life, but he will get vengeance. Those who have persecuted the innocent and the righteous, they will pay a heavy, heavy price if they don't repent. 18. According to deeds, so he repayeth. Fury to his adversaries, their deed to his enemies. To the isles, their deed he repayeth. He will repay every evil deed that happens on every island and every continent. That's why we need to repent. We don't want the Lord to get vengeance on us. All of us are guilty of something. I don't want Jesus to come to me in vengeance on the great and terrible day of his wrath. 19 And they fear from the west the name of Jehovah, and from the rising of the sun his honor. When come in as a flood doth an adversary, the Spirit of Jehovah hath raised an ensign against him. An ensign is a battle flag. I wonder what's on Jesus' battle flag. It's probably the cross, and probably the crown of thorns, and probably the colors blue and white for righteousness and holiness, and maybe also the color red for his blood, and the color purple for his royalty, and the color gold for his kingliness. But that flag he raises against his enemies. And people know about him from the United States all the way around the world to China. That's what it meant by the rising of the sun and the west, which is exactly what we call China and the United States today. 20. And come to Zion hath a redeemer, even to captives of transgression, in Jacob, an affirmation of Jehovah. Whenever it says an affirmation of Jehovah, that means the Lord is confirming his word. We know everything he says is true, but when he says he's confirming it, that means it will certainly happen and he won't change his mind. Sometimes he changes his mind if we repent, but whenever he says an affirmation, that means even if we do repent, he's still going to do what he said he's going to do. The Redeemer will come to Zion. That is Jesus During the millennial reign, he will come to the captives of sin, and he will set them free. 21 And I, this is my covenant with them, said Jehovah, my spirit that is on thee, and my words that I have put in thy mouth, depart not from thy mouth, and from the mouth of thy seed, and from the mouth of thy seed's seed, said Jehovah, from henceforth unto the age. The Lord says that he has a covenant with all who obey him, and their seed, meaning their generations, will continue speaking the words of the Lord that he has put in the first generation's mouth. So if you are speaking the true word of God, your generations will do the same. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 59.